Hello, and welcome to Reading Between the Lines, our weekly arts and culture podcast all about the people behind the award-winning content at the University Daily Kansan. I am your host, Nicole Dolan, alongside my go-to man, Wyatt Hall. Hey, everybody. And this week, we are joined by the lovely Lucy Peterson and Taylor Warden to talk about boy bands. And you know, why we love them and why we hate them. Do we hate them? Probably not. We love them. Um, but before we get into that, we'll start out with some of our weekly segments. So, Wyatt, I will hand that off to you. Hey, everybody. We start every week with our weekly segments. Uh, we have our what are we listening to this week, what are we watching this week, and what are our hot takes just to get to uh, know our guests a little more every single week. We will start with what are we listening to this week, and we'll throw it over to Taylor first. What are you listening to this week? Um, I still haven't been able to stop listening to uh, Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. But I'm too tired to have a pissing contest All the bad dreams that you had Show me yours, I have been listening to it nonstop since it came out and took a bit of a break, but only to listen to just Phoebe Bridgers radio. So that's pretty much what I'm straight timing right now. Nice. Nice. What do you like about the album? It's sad. And I don't know. It's just like the perfect music to listen to in like the late night vibes, you know, or just any time. I don't know. I just really enjoy her lyrics and her voice and how it's consistent to her last album, I think, but still a little bit different. There's a couple songs that I think she changes it up a little bit with. What about you, Lucy? What have you been listening to? I've actually been listening to a playlist that someone on TikTok made um, of all of Harry Styles' music, but as a jukebox musical, like how Mamma Mia is with ABBA. And it's just all of his music from both of his albums, but like arranged in a musical and it's awesome. <laughs> Don't call me baby, you got your Is there like background to it or is it just trying to put it in a nice order? Yeah. Well, the girl who made the playlist actually made all these TikToks about um, like the storyline she had in her mind and what each song means. And it's pretty good. Wow. That is commitment to the artist. Nicole, what are you listening to this week? I honestly want to listen to that playlist. Lucy, what the heck? That sounds amazing. (laughs) Good. Please do. Um, We'll link it in the description to the podcast. That's great. Um, So I and my best friend, Matthew Mater, shout out to Matthew, have been working on this collaborative playlist called Oh Honey. And it is everything from like, like a, you know, an intro to like get you hype a little bit. And then it goes to some like saucy R&B kind of vibes. And then it goes to like, what? rain on me (laughs) by Lady Gaga (laughs) and so sort of this uh 
like pop kind of vibe but then it slowly like goes back into r&b and then rap and then it goes into like old school rap so it's like a it's an entire how long is it i think it's 182 songs so 10 hours and 59 minutes to the dot and it has everything that i love and me and matthew love so I've just been working on that and it's perfect for if you want to study um, or want to take a drive or, you know, want to make out with someone or go to a party. It has everything. It's the pregame and the party and the cool down. So check it out. <laughs> it's a journey of the genres is what I'm it hearing. It <laughs> definitely is. And that's why it's called Oh Honey, um, which is a shout out to Trixie Mattel because she says, Oh Honey. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot. So I recommend it. But Wyatt, are you listening to anything? Yeah. So I kind of had a bedroom pop kind of week uh, with, you know, the big artists in that. But uh, I think the artist that I've been listening to the most within that genre recently is Boy Pablo. winding up to his out first album release later this year and he's been dropping some songs with his band i i think it's a band I, i've had this weird debate where like boy pablo is simultaneously the lead guy so it's just like he is boy pablo or boy right. pablo is the band i don't I don't know. Indie people <laughs> help us out. I'm not sure. You know, I just, he's great though. Love he him. is. I, I've come to the point where I'm having to confront the fact that he may just be one of my favorite artists in general and not because I'm like, yeah, boy, Pablo. It's just like, there is not a song by this artist that I don't like. And that's generally a good sign of this is one of my favorites. So I'm looking forward to seeing what ends up coming out of that album later this year right and with that we'll move on to what are we watching this week this is instead of music and podcasts we are talking about what we've been watching in the world of tv and movies or online tiktok videos i guess <laughs> we'll go back to taylor first what are you watching this week um i got an hbo max subscription for a week only the free trial on sunday so i'm trying to watch all the studio ghibli that i haven't seen until oh that expires which has been lovely and then my parents have never seen twilight so we're rewatching all oh. the series which has been so much fun so that's what we're on right now we're watching eclipse tonight so oh my excited. goodness i'm so excited for them they're in for yeah, a treat it's wonderful to watch it through their eyes for the first time. What do they think so far? Um, they like it surprisingly. They're all Team Edward, which I was really surprised about because the first time around I was Team Jacob, 100%. But I've grown now and I'm Team Edward. You've grown. <laughs> yes, I've matured. But they are surprisingly way more into it than I thought they would be. They're really like what what did we watch last night new moon at the ending scene i don't know if you guys have seen it or how long you know when she's running to like protect 
Edward from stepping into the sun. Everybody was pretty like on their toes, pretty tense. Oh my goodness. How do they feel about like, have they listened to the soundtrack? No, they haven't, but I was, I know I was remembering when I was watching it last time, how good the soundtrack is. Like even the first movie, which is kind of trash, like the soundtrack (laughs) was so good. Oh my goodness. I need to rewatch Twilight, honestly. It's very entertaining. So how many of the Studio Ghibli movies have you now made it through? I have now watched four. No, I watched Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, Princess Mononoke, Ponyo, and Kiki's Delivery Service. Mm, yeah. So I've still got quite a ways to go. I probably won't be able to finish all of them until my subscription runs out. But I kind of just want to watch Howl's again, which I'll probably end up doing. We will talk about Howl's in a minute. Uh, okay. Sneak preview. <laughs> well, Lucy, what have you been watching this week? <laughs> um, I've actually never seen Twilight either. I'm <gasps> like notorious for not watching any movies, movies ever. <laughs> um, Lucy, seeing it on our Utcon Gems watch was like monumental. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I've, I like name a movie. I probably haven't seen it, but this week Hamilton came out on Disney Plus. So I watched it twice this weekend um, and my roommates have kind of been on like a musical kick. So we watched um, Les Mis, the 2012 movie, not the 25th anniversary recording, unfortunately. Um, We're probably Mm going to watch Rent also Ah, soon. So so we're just kind of on the musical trend right now. I was wondering if Hamilton was going to be brought up. Have either of the other you two watched it now that it's on Disney Plus? All, all of us. Yeah. So just me hasn't. Just me to watch <laughs> it. I like I've heard. it from seeing it. I saw it like when it was a touring show, mm. but it's just like it's just so good. How long is it? It's almost three hours. Okay. Yeah, it's like two and a half. Yeah, something like that. But why it? Like, I mean, like, what are your thoughts about it? Like, what do you think that it's am- going to be like? So. Yeah. I was actually the first time I had ever really like listened through the soundtrack was actually with Lucy. I think it was Sophia and someone else on the way back from a UDK Royals game. Mm-hmm. And it was quite the experience hearing. Um, oh, it was Adam was the other person. Yeah, it was Adam. And it was quite the experience hearing like these three people like yell singing these songs. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) But like the the music's all good. I just haven't like I haven't had time this week, really, because I've been super busy. But I've been kind of waiting for it to come out on something. So I'm looking forward to actually seeing what all the hype is about anyways. But yeah, Nicole, what have you been watching this week? So I also watched Hamilton. Um... (laughs) And I actually, I watched it like the same day that Taylor watched it. So <laughs> that's so funny. Um, we like texted like immediately. I texted her immediately after. I was like, I get it. I get the hype. <laughs> I get it. Um, so Wyatt, you will cry, hopefully, yeah. when you watch really? it. I don't know anything um, about twice. like what actually happens. Yeah. Um, there are just like so many moments. And then like, you can go for it on youtube and be like things that you have missed and stuff if you want to like go all into it um which is like always fun and worth it but another thing that i watched this weekend was book smart for the first time oh my god i yes. love book smart 
It is so good. Um, I didn't really know what I expected, but I love that they like actually casted like teens to like be mm. teens. You know what I mean? Like it's always that like weird, like, oh, they're 30, but they're like in high school kind of vibe. But like, no, like in Booksmart, like they were actually like kids and stuff. And I don't know, um, all those Blue Valley kids. Um, if you, any of you have watched Booksmart, um, you'll definitely be like, oh, shoot, like, this is North, because um, <laughs> there's just, like, I don't know, there's one scene where, oh, shoot, I don't want to ruin it for people, but, like, basically, you know, sometimes don't judge a book by its cover, and you, like, think that people are going to go to, like, a state school, even though, like, state schools aren't even bad, we go to a state school, but, like, there's this, like, weird, like, pretentious thing about, like, oh, my God, you're at a state school, like, you're dumb, but, like, mm-hmm. um, and then they all end up going to, like, ivies are like really good schools yeah um and that was like a north moment i feel like so all you blue valley kids who listen there you go watch book smart but i don't know i loved it i i I, yeah i saw book smart at an early screening to write a review for the paper and it it's one i just last couple years man we've had so many good young coming of age stories about like women in middle school and high school i mean we've had we had eighth grade we had lady edge Bird, 17 edge 17 we got i mean we've got book smart now it's I, we're, we're on a great run right now and i legitimately think that book smart's one of the most underrated movies of the years that it came out i was it 2019 or 2018 i don't remember I think it, it was, was- I mean, like, they had, like, a Warren 2020 sticker on her station wagon. Yeah, so I think so. it was 2019. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it's just, it's legitimately, it, it's one of the funniest movies I've seen. It's just so... So funny. It's girls, so funny. Girls and gays, if you have a best friend, this is the movie for you. Like, um, me, and, me and my best friend, Kristen, we talk to each other the way that these girls talk to each other all the time. Um, yeah, so... I strongly recommend. It took a lot of inspiration from Superbad. And I don't know, this might be a hot take, but I genuinely think that it was better than Superbad. Despite Superbad being like a legendary, like classic comedy movie. I don't right. know. And I think the girls in this movie were funnier than the dudes making penis jokes in Superbad. Oh, I agree. <laughs> Taylor, Lucy, have you guys seen it? I have. I love it. I saw it, I think maybe, I saw it at the Regal when they did like that early screening thing. So you were there. Okay, yeah, cool. I was there too. I forgot. I got nice. tickets through SUA or something and we got a t-shirt and it was a great yeah. day. Yeah. Was- yeah. The t-shirt is great. I still wear it. Yeah, me too. All the time. But I <laughs> love it. When was this? I'm so jealous now. It was like a month before it released the theaters. So we got to see it real early. Yeah. And I was counting down the days and I heard it described like that too is a female super bad and I can see the inspiration they took from it. But yeah, to me, it was just funnier and better and did a, like a better job at celebrating like the friendship between the two girls than oh, 100%. Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have not seen it. Yeah. Lucy, it's on Hulu. <laughs> it's on Hulu. We're not. Yeah, it is on Hulu for those who have not seen it. Go watch it. It's great. Um, it is a little profane for those who aren't into that kind of thing, but it's fine. That's how high school and college <laughs> students are. So who are we kidding ourselves? <laughs> um, so back to t- what Taylor was talking about. My watch this week was Howl's Moving Castle because I'm also going through some of the Studio Ghibli movies. Uh, and 
it was it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was weird hearing Christian Bale's voice <laughs> in the in the you know uh, dubbed version as Howl because uh, there was a lot of big names in that voiceover cast. I was like, oh, I was not expecting that. Yeah, Billy Crystal. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, there's a bunch of people there, and and so yeah, I I it might be my favorite I've seen so far. It's between that and Spirited Away. Um, I've not seen as many as you have. I've seen those two and Kiki's, uh, and I thought Kiki's was cute. But I like the stuff that has a little more like deep meaning to it. You know what I mean, like they're really pushing a theme here. And I think both Spirited Away and Hell's Moving Castle did that really, really well. So. I feel like you guys should definitely still check out um, My Heart Returns. Oh no, not My Heart Returns. The Cat Returns in Whisper mm-hmm. of the Heart. Um, and my neighbor Totoro. Why? Because Totoro is so cute. I think Totoro is my <laughs> next on my list. Um, and I have so much of their merch everywhere. But <laughs> um, basically, Whisper of the Heart is like a coming of age movie as well, but like animated and super cute. And it has the Studio Ghibli like notorious soundtrack behind it too. So like mm. you're falling in love as well. Also. Ashley Tisdale's in the movie, so you're into that. I'm sold. Watch it. Yeah. What can I say? Say less, right? So, Nicole, what's your favorite one then? Um, my favorite is Whisper of the Heart, just because okay. I feel like I related with the girl a lot. Also, any of you that listen to lo-fi beats, lo-fi hip-hop beats, you know the girl that's studying? So they literally copied that from Whisper of the Heart. So oh, that's where that came that's from. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and they like couldn't use the original like uh image GIF GIF that they used at the beginning. Um, because I'm pretty sure like Studio Ghibli was like, um, that's literally from the movie. <laughs> and so they <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you stole this. So um so yeah, so that's where that comes from. But it's really good. It's about like shoot, like I don't know what I want to be what like when I grow up and things like that and what is love? Who are boys? I don't know what this is. But the thing is they're in middle school and they like talk about oh. like how they're like in high school. They kinda like talk about they kinda talk like high schoolers that talk about college. But they're in middle school to like put it into perspective, but it's cute. I recommend. It sounds like it. And with that, we will move on to everybody's favorite topic, the hot takes section. We will start out with the newcomer, Taylor. What is your hot take this week? Okay, so mine is kind of related. No, it is related to the topic today. Um, I think that fan fictions get a really bad rap, and that's deserved for the most part. But I have definitely read some, I'm kind of outing myself here too. I've read some that have so like way better writing and way better characters than some actual novels and literature. Like they're, some of them are pretty, they have some good writing, I some agree. good stories. So do I. Um, I know Lucy read after on Wattpad. Taylor, did you read after <laughs> on Wattpad? I never did. I was always like straight away from it because when it was popular, I feel like it was really popular. And then other people were like, no, Harry's abusive. Like, don't read it. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'm straying away. But now I'm reading it because my friend read the book <laughs> and loved it. So it's it's an experience. Are you reading are you reading the book or the fan fiction? I'm reading the book, which is funny that his name is Harden in it. Harden? Yeah, <laughs> Harden's got really creative. 
Do you, um, Lucy, did you end up seeing the movie? That I did. I saw it. I saw it. Um, not the night that it came out, but the weekend that it came out <laughs> with one of my friends. Um, it was terrible. Like, god awful. Also, I think it's funny that, like, I've seen after, but I haven't seen, like, any <laughs> like notable movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it was bad. Well, with that, we will move over to you, Lucy. You have given us one hot take before. What is your hot take this week? Um, my hot take this week, I'm kind of going along with my, my musical theme. Um, I really don't think Do You Hear the People Sing should have ended the first act of Les Mis. <gasps> and, like, here's the thing. Do You Hear the People Sing is really good. It's a nice, like, everyone's coming together. But, like, One Day More was right there. That's true. And it's, I just, like, I know everything is very intentional, but I am big on, like, really big songs just closing act one, and they could have, I just think it would have been better with One Day More, and that's my hot take. Do you think that Do We Hear the People Sing would have been, like, a good opener then for act two? Because I think that, like, once they go into, boom, you know, the war yeah. scene, it was, like, a huge contrast, so I don't know. Like, where would you place it otherwise? I think it could open act two. Like, I, it's a good, I think it's good at closing act one, but I think one day more would have been better. Mm. Just because, I, I don't know. I don't know where to put do you hear the people saying, I haven't really thought that far <laughs> i just know that it should be at the end of act one mm-hmm. oh my gosh everyone should watch lamas if they haven't it's quite good it is quite good nicole what is your hot take this week okay well wyatt my hot take this week and always is radio rebel is the best worst acting i've ever seen in my entire adult life and unfortunately you know, I witnessed Radio Rebel over quarantine for the very first time. So I wasn't there when it originally showed. Um, and so Debbie Ryan, I always knew the meme, you know, everyone knows the meme. You can picture me doing it right now. The little hair tuck behind the ear. <laughs> Insane. Also, no one is ever that nervous to go up to the dry erase board and literally just write scribbles. Also, who just leaves a classroom? Also, her best friend is underrated. Her best friend's so cool. Um, and like the guy that she ended up falling in love with, he's still hot today. Bye. Um, so like, those are, those are all like, good things about the movie but this sounds like writing stuff not acting stuff but the acting is so bad Wyatt like (laughs) like she is so nervous that she just sprints out of the classroom what is that what I guess you can make the argument that it's writing yeah I will clarify I've not seen this movie since it came out okay well I recommend everyone rewatch it and let me know have you seen after though yeah, because I would argue no. that that acting is worse. Than really? It Why? Also, well, it came out like ten years after Radio. I don't even know when Radio Rebel came out. Me either. Um, the acting, I feel like, like for the time, the acting wasn't good. But when you're 
releasing this movie for kids on Disney Channel, they're not like overanalyzing the acting of Debbie Ryan, right? Right. But when you're releasing this movie after in 2019 for not like 10 year olds on Disney Channel, theatrical release. Yeah, yeah. The acting should be a little better. And it's just like the person who plays Harden is British, but he sounds like he has a fake British accent and he's just monotone the entire time. It's, I would argue that it's worse. That's what I was so shocked about when I saw it is because I was like, there's no way that he's British. This is the worst British accent I've ever heard. And he is British. He was born in London. Yeah. So he was probably it's, just trying too hard is what it's sounding like. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if we can like fairly analyze any Disney Channel originals, to be honest with you. But because, I feel well, like there were some really good ones, though. Like Luck of the Irish, you know, that was some good acting <laughs> right there. You know, what's the it is meant for children and the budgets are so low. You know what I mean? Like they wow. don't they don't have a lot of time. I mean, when you when you are not paying these like high level writers or anything, like they're just like let's just get something we can put on Disney Channel. They're not going hardcore on making sure everything is like looking good. It's just got to be amusing for younger people. I think it was amusing, but at the same time, I was a little disappointed. I mean, like it was like show up to prom and like whatever you want, and like what was that? Like I expected everyone to be in sequins. There were some people in jeans. Come now, on. When you talk about this movie, the hot take is not that Radio Rebel is bad. The hot take is that it's good. And you haven't really backed that up yet. What is the good part of Radio Rebel? It's so cringy. It's good. <laughs> I guess. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying Radio Rebel is an enigma. I'm sorry. Let me reword my <laughs> hot take. Radio Rebel is an enigma. And... I enjoy it, but I hate it, and I'll, like, never actually admit that I secretly love it. But, like, I do. It's conflicting. We're conflicted. On the pantheon of Disney Channel originals, how high would you put it? Oh, God. Not even top ten. Okay. Not even top ten. Ladies, do you agree? I agree. What's at the top? I think 13th year is ranks really high for me. Where he turns, wait, isn't it 13th year where he turns into a mermaid? Yes, yeah. that's exactly that the one I was one talking one. about earlier. That one's so good. I don't know if that, you guys have seen, God, what's the name of it? Now You See Me, Now You See It. I don't know, but it has Allison Mashaka. I think it's Allie, from Allie and AJ. Right. And it's about yes. this magician camp. Yes. And this kid is like, actually magic and not just a magician and it's kind of like spooky it's insane yes i've seen it wait have you seen the the um ali and aj movie cowbells oh my god i love cowbells underrated (laughs) (laughs) and with that that concludes our hot take section nicole lead us into our main topic bully bands i would love to okay listen up you know them we all worship them Boy bands in the 2000s and the 2010s, they dominated the charts and they dominated teen hearts. I wrote that. There we go. That was impressive. Thank you. Today, (laughs) Lucy and Taylor join us and they're going to help us break down what boy band culture was like. And you know, what's to come? So, you know, to start off with you, Lucy, my friend, um, could you, you know, tell everyone your credentials in terms of your boy band experience 
and who you are as a boy band consumer. Yeah. Okay. So my first boy band love was the Jonas Brothers. Um, I remember in, I want to say like 2008, waking up at like seven in the morning to watch them on the Today Show in the summer, which like for me was just really early. I was eight years old and um, I was never a morning person. So my parents were like, oh, this is actually something that she really cares about. (laughs) Um, I saw the Jonas Brothers in concert um, with Demi Lovato. And so that was like my, my entry into the boy band realm. And then I just kind of took a pause until I heard what makes you beautiful in 2011. And as they say, the rest is history. Oh no. (laughs) I just really, I was a big, big one direction Stan still am. Honestly, we, there's no past tense here. Um, but One Direction was like my thing in middle school. I was really annoying about it. Um, but also it was like a big part of my like formative years as like a young teenager. And so I get kind of senty about One Direction because it was such a big part of my life. Of course, of course. And today, aren't you drinking out of your 1D cup? I am. It's a it's a tumbler that says Lundy has my name on it. It was a Christmas gift in 2013. Lucy, do you think there's anyone at the at the publication that rivals your level of passion for One Direction and its members? Okay, I I don't know Taylor's level of passion, but I think like I've had I've had some good, you know, in-depth One Direction conversations with Sophia and Nicole, but um, it's it was a pretty it was a pretty big part of my personality for a good three years, and then they took a break and it kind of dropped off. And ever since I think quarantine started, once I guess everyone in the world started going back in, into their One Direction phase, it's just kind of <laughs> gone back up. Um, so I don't know. That was a really long-winded answer to your question. But, <laughs> but yes, Taylor, yes. come on. What are your credentials? Pretty similar to Lucy, actually. It was that my first boy band experience was the Jonas Brothers as well. And mainly Joe. I was a huge Joe girl. I had like oh, a yes. giant picture of his face next to my bed. Ah. One of my best gifts was a music box from Camp Rock that like you opened it and it was Shane singing. And so they were like a big love for a while. And then that just died off until I was in seventh grade. And I think that was 2012 or 2013. And somebody just mentioned like the One Direction video diaries on YouTube. Yes. And so just got into that, watched all of those. Then you just watch all the X Factor videos then all the music videos. And then it was just, it wasn't a smooth transition. It was just kind of head first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just kind of continued until they took the break. But then Harry Styles started on his stuff. And so it's just kind of continuous from there. Um, yeah, lifelong love, pretty much. It was similar to Lucy, like it was my personality in middle school and all I thought about in high school. I remember thinking, like, what do people think about during the day if they're not wondering what One Direction <laughs> is doing right now? Like, what's oh my what consuming people's minds? So it was pretty bad for a while, but also really good. I love that. I also had a Jonas Brothers, um, 
poster that I hung up and I would tell them good morning every day. So that's Aww. like, what, what kind of freak does that? Love I don't know. That. <laughs> I, I don't know. But Wyatt, um, what's your boy band life like, bro? Like, how's it going? <laughs> Uh, I'm sensing a trend here because I, okay, I wasn't a big boy band person, but I thoroughly enjoyed the Jonas Brothers. Let me tell you, I had, I had a lot of their early music back when I had the little MP3 player when I was a little kid and would put on my jams. I had Jonas Brothers on there. I didn't really listen to like 1D or any of that stuff, but, uh, I, I occasionally listen to Big Time Rush, but we'll get into that later. But yeah, I, I think Actually, for me as a listener, it was more just what I saw on TV is what I was like, oh, I'll listen to them. But if it was outside of that realm, it just wasn't really on my radar. Were you guys Nick or Kevin or Joe fans? I've never met a Kevin fan. I've never met a Kevin fan. I was a Joe fan. I also saw them when they came to Kansas City last fall right so fall 2019 when they like had their big reunion but i was i was a joe fan through and through i love joe so much i don't know what makes him so attractive but nick also had a huge glow up so i will recognize that but there's something about not having a super high nasally voice that did the opposite of grind my gears i don't know what the opposite term of that is but (laughs) i love joe but um I will say, you know, Nick has a nice body and he scored Priyanka. So shout out I, to him. I can't tell who your pick was there. You kind of went back it's and forth. Joe, it's Joe. But I, I appreciate Nick. Kevin's fine. I, okay, so, I have no yeah. opinion. <laughs> so I am the odd one out here. I, I'm a Nick person. Um, I mean... Because I'm like, I'm not looking at them being like, oh my god, who's the hottest? I just kind of thought that like Nick was the most talented of the group. And because of that, I was a fan of him as a result. He he was also very open about his diabetes. <laughs> and I think that was like the first time that I learned about diabetes was when Nick Jonas said, I have diabetes. And we're wow. like, he has diabetes. Yeah. Educating the, song a little the population. Bit longer on the album, a little bit longer, is just sung by Nick, and it's about him having diabetes. Oh my goodness. Fun fact. Okay, we will go into the most overrated and underrated boy band songs, but I'm just going to say the most underrated Joe, Jonas Brothers song is Shelf. Okay. That <laughs> and Video Girl. Ooh. Shelf and Video Girl are my two most underrated for the Jonas Brothers. Taylor, do you have a rebuttal? I don't think I know Shelf, but Video Girl is a good one that I kind of like was hidden in the recesses of my mind until you just said that. And now (laughs) I can hear it again. That was a good one. Oh my gosh. Everyone listen to Shelf. While we're talking about our listening habits, I should ask, are we count, like with this whole encompassing conversation, are we talking about the OG like boy bands like Backstreet Boys and Sync all this stuff too or are we sticking to 2000s 2010s boy bands We're sticking with 2000s 2010s okay. because it would just be too we would have so much too to broad unpack. Okay yes. I cuz I was I just wanted to clarify I am a very big Justin Timberlake person so NSync would NSync would have been on me that too. list I love JT but I I don't know. I feel like that entire Jonas Brothers album 
with like mm-hmm. shelf and like um a little bit longer so good every single song was good every, every single that song had, that had burning up that had um love bug that album slapped it was incredible pushing me away are you kidding yes. me <laughs> oh my god i don't know you know some people think that it's cheesy but we knew we knew it was good I guess my next next question is, um, how would the two of you describe what boy band culture was like back in the early days, you know, of our childhood um, and what that was like for the two of you? So, Taylor, you can start us off. Um, I think for me, it was very all encompassing, but I didn't know anybody in person that liked One Direction. I think I had one (gasps) friend who I went to the shows with. And besides that, you kind of got bullied if you liked One Direction. It was pretty hostile. So yeah, yeah, it was, I had some folders and I would kind of like hide them in my backpack. Like it wasn't, (laughs) I didn't want to like be outed as One Direction fan pretty much. But online, it was just, I don't know. It was a fun community to be a part of but it's something that you look back and realize how toxic it is now that you could go on twitter and figure out where they are like at any second of the day that there's just accounts that were like where is one direction right now and they know where they are all the time but there was just so much always going on like lucy do you know what mr x is do you remember oh my god mr x was crazy i was 12 years old freaking out about like harry possibly getting shot and killed at a msg show yeah probably thought somebody was gonna come and murder one direction like it was just conspiracy theories everywhere all the time wait what is mr x yeah Yeah, what's mr x (laughs) lucy do you want to explain it it was yeah so it was this thing going around like tumblr and twitter there was this like mysterious figure named mr x that was like posting all this cryptic stuff like about how Harry was going to see his last night and like Madison, it was, they posted like the date of when they played Madison square garden in December, 2012. And they were like this person, everyone just basically thought that this person, Mr. X was going to bring a gun to Madison square garden and just kill Harry Styles. And it was like, it was scary as a 12 year old. <laughs> oh my goodness was this only on tumblr or was this both tumblr and twitter it was all like i think it originated on tumblr and then everyone like kind of blew up on like one direction instagram one direction twitter like mr x be careful at madison square garden tonight like as if someone could just get into madison square garden with a gun without anyone noticing i don't know that's crazy. Well, how is boy band culture like similar or different than Taylor's experience for you, Lucy? It was pretty similar. I mean, I, I like devoted my life to it from like 2012 until 2015, basically. That was a lot of all that I talked about, especially at family gatherings. <laughs> I would like my at like Thanksgiving and Christmas, I, we would just be talking about random things. I'd be like, so did you guys see? what One Direction did. And um, like Taylor said, it was like, you were you were bullied if you liked One Direction. I went to a really small middle school. So there were 50 people in my class. And me and my best friend at the time were the only two that liked One Direction. And we were very open about it. Like, very, very open about it. And everyone made fun of us for it. 
but it was it was like my whole life. I had a One Direction Instagram and One Direction Twitter before I had a personal Instagram or personal Twitter. Wow. So it was like it was my whole life. Did you make like a Facebook page? I made a Facebook page. I didn't. I like don't use Facebook now and I never used Facebook then, so it was just Instagram and Twitter and Tumblr for me. Oh my goodness, Tumblr. Taylor, did you use Tumblr? Yeah, my like most of my One Direction stuff was on Tumblr is where I got most of my um, One Direction content. And then my news, my One Direction news was from Twitter. So you had mm-hmm. like a, each platform provided their own special One Direction content. But yeah, yeah Wonder, I mean, tum- One Direction Tumblr was a really interesting place to be in middle school. I mean, Tumblr and when I was in middle school was an interesting place to be in general, <laughs> but like add One Direction into it. And it was, it was a lot. Oh my goodness. Wyatt, did, how did you consume your One Direction news? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I was not a One Direction follower at all. I don't, and I didn't really know anybody who was, but as I said earlier, I mean, it was basically just the bands that were on TV on Disney or Nick or whatever were the ones that I generally were like, I sort of follow because I see them on my TV. Uh, and that kind of, you know, I have a question for you guys about that. The more experts here do you, how big of an impact do you guys think TV and non-music media had on the popularity of some boy bands? Like, do you think that the Jonas brothers would be a thing without, their their big breakouts on like camp rock and that kind of stuff do you think that that big time rush would even exist without their tv show what do you guys think i don't know i think the jonas brothers maybe like wouldn't be as successful without camp rock and things like that because afterwards you know they got their jonas tv show in jonas la but i think they were still successful regardless of being on Disney Channel. Um, Big Time Rush, I don't think, was a band before the show. No. I, yeah, I think it yeah. was created for the show. Yeah. So I, Big Time Rush probably wouldn't have been a thing without TV, but I think the Jonas Brothers would still have some success. Is there any other examples besides those two? Those are the first two that come to mind. Naked Brothers Band. Oh, true. But I don't true. think they were that successful. <laughs> I don't know. I, They're that doing was, different like, things a little now. bit before my time. Yeah. Um, both of the Naked Brothers band brothers. <laughs> I forget their real names. Um, Alex and Nat Wolf. Oh, right. Um, well, like, aren't they like actors now? They're just yeah, like chilling. was in Hereditary. Yeah, Nat Wolf was in Hereditary. It was really good. He's I like, I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. Cute. Hold, hold, hold. Those Wolf brothers, they had a band? They're the Naked uh, Brothers band. It was a Nickelodeon TV show. Yeah. I did not connect those. I did not connect those Wolf Brothers to that band. Okay. Good to know. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I know that we were talking about like Tumblr usage for One Direction news and things like that. But um, wasn't that like also a great place for fan fiction for One Direction? Yeah. for OG fans, you know what the Y slash backslash N meant, and it means your name, and that would be placed everywhere. Would be like Harry stares back and says Y backslash N, and he, he says your name, and you're like, oh my gosh. Um, so how was the? Can the two of you just 
you know, explain fan fiction culture and how that plays into being like a fan fan person, fan girl with One Direction. Yeah, well, I mean, like, with, like, One Direction, everyone, I feel like every fan took some artistic route. You know, like, some people made fan art, and some people made video edits, and some people made photo edits, and some people wrote fan fiction. And that was a big way, especially with, there was there was fan fiction, and then there were imagines. Right. I don't know if, Taylor, you experienced oh, those. Yeah, 100%. But, like, the imagines were, like, short, like, could fit onto one Instagram post. Yes. And so those were typically where you would see the YN, like, where you would just read it and it'd be like, Niall looked at Lucy. That's how I would read it. Mm-hmm. But with fan fictions, it was, like, full-blown books. They would update it weekly um, with chapters. And it was it was interesting. People got into it. <laughs> Where did the, we talked about this a little bit earlier? Where where does the stigma around all this come from? Why are people just so weird about people writing their own little imaginative stories? Well, I think it can kind of depend on. There's still some that I read back in the day that I think back and I'm like, you know, no, that holds up as a really good story. Like that was a great fan fiction. But then there's others that, especially those imagines that you're talking about, Lucy, that were on Instagram, or if you just type in to Google, like One Direction Imagines or One Direction mm-hmm. Fanfics and just look at the cover, there's some pretty wild ones out there too, like some pretty interesting concepts. So I think people focus on those ones that are just like, I was abducted by One Direction or I was yeah. like, I'm One Direction's babysitter that like people focus on those um, instead of ones that like actually have decent plot and good characters. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the different ships that fans like made, like Louis and Harry? Explain what a ship like is. That. Right. Um, so ships are when fans are like, I think these two bandmates or these two people should like date. And so it's like a ship would be like a relationship. And so you like shipped people kind of thing. So what are your thoughts? Did you have a ship? I did not have a ship. I was one of the people that thought that like all of the Larry Stylinson fans that wanted them together were ruining their friendship and making things really awkward because like the fans were so intense that people who did ship that some of them were just, you know, like the signs they would bring to concerts and stuff were pretty, um, pretty intense with that. And so I never had a ship between any of the boy bands, but I feel like most of the fans that I knew did were either like Larry fans or um, I can't remember the name between Zium fans too, Zane and Liam. There was yeah. a lot of those too. I I agree with Taylor. I never um, I never shipped Larry. That was just never my um, thing, and I think it really did kind of put. It, it just kind of messed up their friendship, in my opinion. But also, I just never really, like, in general, looked at the band in that way. I think some people had ships that were like, I think this, like, friendship is the cutest. Like, um, everyone was devastated when Zooey, like, wasn't, when they had that whole Twitter war after Zayn left One Direction. And then she, uh, Louis called out Naughty Boy on Twitter. And then they, like went at it and everyone was kind of upset when that friendship broke up. Um, so I guess I kind of focused more on that, but I never really 
had a solid ship in the band. So I was more like, I think Harry would look good with me. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, Taylor, was your favorite One Direction there? Also Harry? Yeah, it was. Are you a Harry girl, Lucy? I am. Yeah, no, I am. I have my watermelon sugar earrings that my friend made me. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm a, I was a big Harry girl always. Um, it was always, always Harry. He's just me it. Too. Oh my goodness. I was Louie at the beginning. Mm. Why did you have a person? Me? No. <laughs> Not even? Okay. Zane was my mom's favorite. I've got a friend who really, really loves Zane, like continually now. Zane, I think, has by far the best voice in One Direction. They're all very good, but Zane's voice was just insane. And that's why my mom liked him so much. We were listening to Best Song Ever when it like first came out. And my mom and I would like play this game in the car where I would I only played One Direction in the car with my mom for probably like three years. And she would try and guess who was singing at what time. And we were listening to best song ever and Zane hit the high note, like right after the bridge. And my mom was like, who's that? I like him. <laughs> and I was like, mom, that's Zane. And ever since she's like, Zane's my guy. I love Zane. I think out of, out of the whole group and looking at them now, like who has glowed up the most? I mean, obviously Harry, but like, I think, I think Zane is pretty high up there. I agree. I agree too. He's a good looking dude. Yeah. He's yeah. very cute. Yeah, and his voice, it definitely, like, set them apart a little bit. He added mm-hmm. a lot when he was in the band. I don't know if you remember, like, you and I, Lucy, that note that he mm-hmm. would do. That was, like, it at the concert. Oh, Make sure yeah. that you recorded that. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. Wait, can we just, like, talk about that one One Direction music video where it was a POV the entire time? Night changes? Yeah. Yes. Um, how did that affect the two of you emotionally? I want to know. Well, I, so whenever, God, this is just showing like how crazy I was. Um, but whenever like new music videos came out, I would watch it and screenshot it like over and over and over again the entire time for the first time I watched it. Um, just to have all these photos in my camera roll for no reason. Frame by frame. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's, there was no reason for it. But I remember when that came out, I like, screenshotted all of these photos of like Harry Styles lacing up my ice skates and I was like oh my god I'm not okay right now (laughs) it really it really hit oh that was a great moment when they came out I was obsessed with breaking the Vivo record for some reason that was such a thing so whenever a music video came out I had it like up on my phone I had our iPad open like as many tabs as I could I had my parents pull up on their phone on YouTube Mm -hmm. on the TV like I don't know why it was such a big deal to break the Vivo record but I always had to have it up like watched it a million times to break it yeah what was the break the Vivo record thing it was like how many views a music video gets in 24 hours. So before, so One Direction actually broke the record in 2013 when the best song music or best song ever music video came out. But before that, Justin Bieber held it. And like Believers and Directioners just had this like thing where they hated each other. Which was weird. Uh, yeah, I didn't really get it either. <laughs> but um, yeah, we broke the Vivo record in 2013 and that was also the day before that was best song ever came out 
we broke the Vivo record. Then it was their three-year anniversary. And then it was my Take Me Home concert. And so those four days were just like a whirlwind of emotions. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys were obviously both heavily involved in the fan culture of uh, One Direction in particular, but just boy bands. And there were a lot of good aspects, such as, you know, the community that you got online. But what would you guys say were some of the more negative aspects of this deeply committed fan culture? I think fans at times got ferocious, um, especially like with when the boys had girlfriends, um, and like when Taylor Swift was dating Harry or when um, Niall was dating, I think it was Barbara Palvin, is that her name? People got very defensive very quickly and um, would say really, really nasty things to these people that didn't, um, like, didn't deserve it. Um, and also just like sometimes people would... Um, getting arguments on Twitter about what is like, how many times um, is fair to meet the boys or is it fair to like take a seat from a um, concert when you've been to three other ones from a person who hasn't been to a concert. I think just like little nitty gritty things like that, where people would just argue and be sometimes like absolutely ruthless on social media was really, really toxic. Yeah, I think that the most toxic behavior was really apparent through their relationships with other people and especially with people that were hardcore, like Larry Shippers or something like that. People would say really horrible things to anybody that Harry or Louis would date, like calling their relationship fake. I mean, I know there's even been stuff recently. Louis had a child a few years ago and there was all this conspiracy. People thought that his baby was not his or his baby was fake, like in pulling up these documents and stuff. So people get so into these certain ships or these way that they want to perceive the boys and would just kind of attack anybody else that didn't think the same way. And also just go after them or the people that they were involved with as well. If they didn't like who they were dating and who they were with. Even though the two of you were like kind of outcasted and like bullied for your love for One Direction, like um, since like the rest of the world loved them as much as you did, like is that what like kept you going and like made you feel like less alone in your love for them? Yeah, I think definitely with me, it was so easy to like go on to your Tumblr, your Instagram, your Twitter and like the huge community that was there. Uh, to be able to talk to so many people on there and know like when you saw the movie, how many people actually did love them. Like they were huge, even if it wasn't in your small town in Kansas, like they were a, a huge, huge deal. So that's definitely what kept me going was knowing it was cool to be able to go to concerts and meet up with people that you talk to online and stuff. There was so much of that. So it was a giant community that made you feel like even if I didn't actually have friends that like them, I know that there are so many other people that do. Mm -hmm. And you could just like, it was so easy to find someone online that like, you might have had nothing in common, but you both love One Direction, so you can talk about it. And I feel like One Direction was kind of um, like a blueprint to having like, internet friends. That was just the first time that I've ever experienced like, so many people talking about like, oh, my mom bought me a plane ticket to fly to California to meet up with my friend who I just met online 
while we were talking about One Direction together and now we're lifelong friends. It was just, it was a huge community. Right. And so I guess I kind of want to go into a little like One Direction hot takes a little bit. It's not on the document. So I'm going, you know, off the cuff, but I feel like the two of you probably have some opinions or hot takes that you've been keeping and now it's your time to say them all so lucy you can start if you have any um i think walking in the wind is better than what a feeling really please explain (laughs) i (laughs) taylor looks so mad right now (laughs) what a feeling was like that one song that when it's on their um most recent album made in the am which is like I think four was their best album, but Made in the AM was where they got to like finally explore songwriting and different vibes. And it was really good. Um, and what a feeling everyone just kind of like focused on. And it's a really good song. Don't get me wrong. I really love what a feeling. And it's so like vibey feels kind of like Stevie Nicks ish. Um, but I just, I like the meaning of walking in the wind so much better and it's just, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it, but every time I tell people, they're like, what, are you kidding me? What a feeling is like the song, but walking in the wind, you just got to listen to it and trust me. I have to disagree, but that's <laughs> no hate on walking in the wind because it is one of their best too. I agree that four was their best album, but made in the AM was also excellent. So those two are both, it's hard to pick a lot that are better in those albums because they're just so mm-hmm. top tier. But I think I just thought what a feeling sounded walking in a wind sounded like a one direction song to me and what a feeling I felt like I could show to a lot of people and they would think it was like a good song and not focus too much on the fact that it was a one direction song. I felt like it could play on the radio and a lot of people would like it, but I, oh, I don't know. There, there's just too many good ones on that one. I think my hot take song wise is that I want to write you a song is one of their worst songs of all time. What? So I do not think it's, should not have. Been oh my God. Is that a favorite of yours? It's not a favorite, but like, I, there's this, some girl on Tumblr, like, made this thing where you can, like, it gives you two songs, like, say for One Direction, she has it for a ton of artists, but it'll give you two songs, and you have to pick which one you like better, and it just goes through a ton of different rounds from all of One Direction's discography, and then it gives you a list of all of the songs, it's like 95 songs ranked how you picked them. And Walking in the Wind, or not Walking in the Wind, God, I'm just so caught up with that song. I love it. Um, I want to write you a song like somewhere in the middle. I have another hot take for a song, though. I hate Spaces and Once in a Lifetime. I agree on Spaces for sure. Once in a, okay, yeah, I wouldn't say hate. I made this thing called in a tier ranker. Is that what the website's called? So either, yeah, yeah, where I ranked all of them. That was the most fun I've had in a long time. Was ranking all the One Direction mm-hmm. songs, but I wouldn't put that as like the absolute worst. But it's they're definitely not their best, for sure not. But they're not down with like na 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 and um, <laughs> some of the other ones. Stand up is stand up is pretty. I hate stand up. Mm-hmm. You both talked about songs that you that were not great and songs that you both loved. And so I guess like what's the absolute worst One Direction song that you've ever heard? 
slash boy band song that you've ever heard and then what's the absolute best go the first one on your head on the top of your head first worst one comes to mind to me is not on awe by one direction that was that was pretty bad but best i'm just gonna go with fireproof but that's a really really hard one is to pick a best my worst is stole my heart Oh my god. Taylor is upset. I'm a big Soul My Heart fan. I love that one. I like that is bottom worst. I hate it. So I hate that song. This is a strong opinion. Okay. I they sound Liam just sounds like not like himself. Terrible. Also, it was never like a single or anything, and it was always on the shirts at Claire's, and I just thought that was so stupid. And so that's part of my hatred. Okay. But my best, my favorite is 18. That was the first song I ever taught myself on guitar, and it's going to be um, the song that I danced to at my wedding. Oh, Lucy, what? Um, I do really want to quickly talk about your thoughts on their solo careers, you know, post-breakup. And, you know, you both can talk about who you thought succeeded the best, who is kind of struggling, um, and what you think, like, the future kind of looks like for them. The possible reunion. And we can all, like, put that in. So, yeah. So, Lucy, you can start. Okay. Well, I think Harry has seen the most, like, obvious success. And Harry's always been my favorite, so he's the one that I gravitate towards the most. I think both of his albums, like, don't have a bad song on them. But also, um, Niall has really good solo music. Um, And Zayn... I haven't listened in depth to like Icarus Falls, which was his second, um, I think second album that he released, but Mind of Mine was so good. I loved Mind of Mine. I wish he would tour it, but there's this whole thing with him not touring. I haven't, I've only listened to Louis's new album once, but I I really wish he would do some like pop punk stuff because I think his voice suits that. Liam kind of just kind (laughs) of didn't really make the mark for me, unfortunately. Yeah. Which one was the one that was making some like borderline, I think it was biphobic stuff that was like. Liam. Was it Liam? Okay. It was Liam. Yeah. Ever since Strip That Down, Liam kind of lost me, was not a big fan of that one. But. I have, yeah, I definitely agree. Obviously, because I was a Harry girl too, but I do think just his music has been, yeah, incredible since he's been out. And not only that, but he just has, I think that make, what makes him different a bit from Zane is that Zane is such an incredible artist and makes wonderful music and has like a godly voice. But Harry just has such a persona that people love to watch and he puts on such great shows which I think has grown his popularity a lot unlike Zayn who's kind of stayed away from the spotlight the last couple years when you talk about people that have like star power like they have it Harry Styles comes to mind it's just something about him yeah completely and you can see that like on his talk shows 
and his interviews. But then when you see him, it's just a completely different experience. Like he just seems like he's having fun the entire time, just puts on a killer show every time he goes out. Right. And I feel like people just like naturally gravitate to artists that are shamelessly like themselves. And I feel like he's just really happy right now, you know, in comparison to when he was in the band, maybe. So there's been a few social media posts about a potential reunion. I don't really know that much about it, but could the two of you sort of clear that up? I guess. Lucy, you can start. So July 23rd is the day that One Direction was formed in 2010 on The X Factor because originally they all um, auditioned separately and none of them made the cut. And then Simon Cowell kind of pulled them aside after they didn't make the cut and said, we're going to make you a band. And so July 23rd is the day that they became a band. And this year is um, on July 23rd is their 10 year anniversary of being formed as a band. Um, and so earlier, like a couple months ago, I think Liam said in a couple interviews that they were planning on doing something for the 10 year anniversary. They don't know if it's going to be a reunion, if it's going to be, um, like they're releasing a new song, they're releasing an old song that they recorded a while ago. They're releasing the infinity music video. Um, no one really knows what's going to happen, but Liam and Niall, and I think Louie have all confirmed that they've been doing something and that they've all been talking. But I think, I don't know. I think Liam said Zane was not going to be there oh. or whatever it is. Yeah. I would imagine that Zane would not be a part of it. And that also it's probably going to be something like an unreleased song or a video, mm-hmm. something they put together. And I don't think it's going to be anything as big as a reunion tour, a reunion show. Um, I think some people thought the reunion was going to be them getting back together but I that's so hard to imagine now with just the compared success between Harry and everybody else I just can't see that ever actually happening and it is interesting that the rest of the boys have all talked about it and Harry hasn't really made a comment so I'm expecting something but probably something small very small on the actual reunion day what do the two of you think that the future of boy bands looks like or what, what? Okay, when we're talking about boy bands, what would you say are like big boy bands right now? What would you classify? I don't know if there really are any at the moment. I mean, I think Brockhampton can be considered a boy band. A very different style, but yeah. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. But I can't think of anyone that has like any success like One Direction did or like the Beatles did or like NSYNC or Backstreet Boys did. It seems like boy band culture has migrated overseas. Like the only the only thing that gives me boy band energy right now is like BTS. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel Uh, like I don't I don't know if Americans are kind of moving away from that almost or if we're just kind of like in a a drought when it comes to boy bands but it will be interesting to see if they make some sort of return in the future it's hard to imagine like another band having the success or just yeah being like one direction was and especially also because i've known me and my friends have talked about this before if one direction would have had the success they had if they weren't british 
And so I wonder, especially with American boy bands, if there will be any in the next couple of years that will gain a lot of popularity, because I don't know a lot right now. Well, um, do the two of you have any final thoughts or anything that you would like to share? <laughs> Just for curiosity's sake, I wanted to ask Lucy what, like, how her experience was the day that Zane left in 2015. How was that day for you? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. I was, I was like listening to the rumors that like, you know, Zane had left the tour because he was sick or whatever everyone was saying. And I saw that people were like, Zane tried to see if he could leave the band. And I was like, no, but it was still in the back of my mind. And then the day that he left, I was in class and I was a freshman in high school. I got out of class, looked at my phone. I had like One Direction's like every member and like the band accounts tweet notifications on. And I saw that One Direction just tweeted like a picture and I immediately was like, this isn't good. This is not good. And I opened it and read it at my locker and just kind of like froze. And then I cried. <laughs> and then I called my mom and asked if I could go home. And she was like, no, Lucy. <laughs> stay at school you're fine and then I came home and was like in my room sobbing my dad came to my room and was like what is wrong <laughs> and I was like you don't understand <laughs> left one direction I was heartbroken oh yeah same that sounds a lot like mine where I was in algebra and I like saw their Facebook post and I like read it under my leg and was just in complete shock and suffered through the rest of the day in like a coma state pretty much and <laughs> got home and was just a wreck for like two days, could not stop crying where my mom had to come in and like comfort me and she didn't understand. Obviously I was being really dramatic, but it was like, it's okay. And I was like, it's not okay. He's gone. Like it was a traumatic day. It was really traumatic. It really was. People were like poking fun at me too. Like I had, I wouldn't necessarily call him my friend, someone that I know <laughs> um, at lunch was like, Hey Lucy, did you see that Zane left One Direction? And one of my friends was like, leave her alone. <laughs> it was really dramatic. Yeah. I had family members like texting me being like, Hey, how are you doing? Are you okay? I heard the news. I was like, thank you for your support. It was, yeah, it was a tough time. It was. Well, I'm happy that the two of you have, like, semi-recovered now that they're all solo <laughs> artists and our Harry's thriving. So hopefully that, you know, is a mood booster. But I think that wraps things up for us. Um, I want to say thank you to both Lucy and Taylor for joining me and Wyatt today. Um, it's been lovely having the both of you. And, um, you know, if you've enjoyed this episode, listening to a few pals talk about boy bands, follow and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, you know, wherever you go. And uh, Wyatt, where can they find us on Instagram and Twitter? You can follow us at uh, University Daily Kansan on Instagram and Kansan News on Twitter. Perfect. And so we will be back next Tuesday with new people and new topics. But until then, wear your mask and cover your nose. So, yeah. Thank you for listening. Peace.